Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Bliss. And we're going to take a slightly different turn in today's episode and look at some of the problems and queries from the practitioners in our Facebook and social media groups. So one question that we've seen quite a lot is what is your sun cream policy or anything along them lines and how you're applying sun cream basically? They would have to sign on the registration form to say that first of all that we were allowed to put sun cream on them and the nursery policy was that whether the parent comes in or not and says that they've had sun cream at home we would always have to apply it when they the first time they went outside and then after that it was every two three hours depending on when you were going outside what about yeah, we guys? had a sun cream chart so we'd write all the children's names down on it mm-hmm. and then it had like every, the time every so often it had to be reapplied outside and then you'd initial it as who'd put sun cream on and then what time underneath we used to just take that out on a clipboard and then just make sure obviously we were reapplying it when it needed to be reapplied i felt so much pressure during the sunday trying to make sure that everyone was sun creamed mm-hmm. up it's very stressful so stressful sun hats what's wrong with children's heads <laughs> are you so Go around chasing children with sun hats, yeah. like really big sunglasses that didn't fit on the face and they'd just be like walking around like they couldn't see. But yeah, it was a very stressful time when you took them out in the sun. Yeah. And we mentioned about having to use gloves as well to apply yeah. sun cream. Did you have to do that at your setting or was that yeah. not a thing? Yeah, so we put a pair of gloves on for each new application because the children had different sun creams and like allergies and stuff. But I've seen this on Facebook as well and it's like the plastic gloves. So like you're for... 20 children you're using 20 gloves just there and then like it doesn't seem the most eco way to do it and I was always I I was thinking like why couldn't we apply then go wash our hands and then do it that way so yeah. it's really annoying to put mm. a sun cream on because they never fit did they we always yeah. used to have the, the big plastic ones that you get in like hair dye so <laughs> did not fit they weren't stuck around your wrist so they'd always come off when you were rubbing anyway but I worked at a setting where as long as the children were on using the same brand and the same factor, you would use it for all those children. Obviously, if anyone has allergies or things like that, you have to be super careful. But again, I still thought that was quite wasteful. Mm. But I think it's like an intimate skin-on-skin contact, isn't it? So I mean, before I, just before I left my setting, they were looking at getting rid of gloves completely. Um, really? So then I was like, well, when you're doing nappies, why would you not yeah. wear gloves? But then they were on about it was like cost cutting and then I think they were on looking at getting them like hairdresser gloves because we used to have them really thick but then they were looking at getting rid of them and I was like well you kind of still need them in a way I know it's not very good to the environment but you do need them for certain things but I feel like with sun cream like Fliss said you could put it on wash hands it is a lot of washing your hands but you're not touching really but any personal no. areas are you mm-hmm. children have what yeah. their shoulders their arms and their legs mm-hmm. out and their faces it's just how sticky sun cream isn't it it's not the most pleasant I hate putting it on myself, let alone on. You've sun creamed them up and then technically with sun rules, you're supposed to be inside for 20 minutes mm. to let it sink in. But actually, if you take like a good 20, 30 minutes to cream everybody up yeah. in my experience, the first application, mm. they can't go out for like an hour anyway. Mm. Well, in preschool, we had like 20 odds, so like a production line of like <laughs> a line of children. Like, next, next. Yeah. I used to like put the hat on them at the same time, so whoever had a hat on had their sun cream mm. on. And I was like, who's not got a hat? No, it is one of them jobs that you don't want to do. But But you've got to do it. Even though as soon as they were red, which is usually from running around, never sunburn, Mm. I'd be like, (gasps) we've got to go inside. Did you have rules in hot weather about when you were allowed outside? UV. It was UV was. 
um, you had to come back in yeah. so normally we'd be in from like 11 yeah. and not allowed back out until like I actually used to quite like that because then they'd all be outside at the end of the day and you could yeah. actually clean inside without mm. like bricks everywhere our garden wasn't the cleanest like it wasn't the best it was mm. quite there was like mud everywhere and because yeah. of just how it was and had sun cream on so when we took them out at the end of the day they would be black then we had to bring them in earlier to clean them up before they went home to the parents because thought like they'd been down a mine so I did used to not like sun cream when it came to like actually playing in them like outside in the dirt and stuff because it's just to stick to them. We've also seen a lot of people on social media asking about summer uniforms with it being really warm. I don't know if it's been warm where everyone else is but it has been quite warm and obviously it's summer now so what kind of uniforms do you did you guys have in your settings in summer? If you remember from when we talked about uniforms mine was a lovely red beautician tunic <laughs> <laughs> it was short sleeved anyway, but I used to always wear a t-shirt underneath because it was uncomfortable with like the zip. But the some the policy at ours was you don't have to wear that. You can just wear a red t-shirt instead. That's not bad. Yeah. So. I mean- Either way, it's going to show up sweat patches, which yeah. is gross. I mean, but all t-shirts probably do, unless you're wearing black, don't they? But yeah, red t-shirts, and you could wear sandals as long as they were closed. Tone, um, yeah. At my settings, it was the same sort of policy throughout the year, but you could wear, like, do you know, like, the loose-legged trousers? Yeah, and they could be three-quarter. You could wear a skirt, but we spoke about before, like, why would you wear a skirt if you were with the mm-hmm. children all day? But yeah, as long as it was below the knee. And I think if you were wearing shorts, they had to be pretty... Three-quarter shorts. Yeah, like a three-quarter short. So I would just tend to wear mm. what I was wearing and just suffer through. But because one of the things I had, I had a really strict tattoo policy where you couldn't have visible tattoos. So people that had them on their arms, they would always have to wear like a tight black short sleeve. And they were still expected to do that in the yeah. summer. And I had one of the girls at my nursery when I was a manager come to me crying one day because her skin is literally like red raw from where it's rubbing on her all day and poorly ventilated. And I remember that day I was like, mm. just ignore the rules. Like if the upper management come in and see it, we'll have to deal yeah. with it. But like you've got to put your safety first. You can't That's do that. How they could let you, especially like when you're outside as well, like mm. playing with the children. Like why would you have your arms covered up like? It was too hot. It was too hot, yeah. Like, she was uncomfortable. Literally, like, red blisters all over her skin. It was really, really bad. And she's not going to be a good practitioner with the children if she's worrying about that and stressing about how she's feeling. But we had the same rule about open-toed and closed-toed sandals. I could wear my sunglasses when I was outside. I I had to wear a hat. They were always like, you, if you're asking the children to wear a hat, you have to wear a hat. I get it. First time in my life I bought a cap. Like, when you were talking about the shorts as well, like... Nursery uniform is the one time you wear clothes that you just wouldn't wear normally. Yeah. Like, yeah, hat. it's not a fashion show, yeah. is it? Nursery. I mean, we wear like vest tops and cycling shorts. Oh yeah, I remember you saying before. Yeah, I mean, the deputy manager actually went out to Alster and bought us all the vest top one day because we were all sweating. So she went out and got us all the vest top. That would happen on the day that I hadn't shaved my armpits for like three weeks. <laughs> they were grey. We have uh, we had a no no like cleavage. We couldn't wear a top that had like too low scoop neck and stuff. One of the girls she used to wear cycling shorts all the time in summer, and her legs were covered in tattoos, and they weren't like what they were. It's just crazy how different it's from set to set, isn't it? We weren't allowed open-toed sandals in case we dropped anything yeah. on our toes. Which I always found really funny because you weren't allowed open-toed sandals but you can wear like a, you know, like a dolly shoe or a flat shoe. Mm-hmm. But we weren't allowed to wear sunglasses if we were talking to the children. Oh really? So if we were talking to the children we had to take them off because they could see our full expression in our eyes and we couldn't properly look at them. But if we were just stood outside sort of just looking around we could put them back on. That's the crazy thing mm-hmm. about when 
as practitioners, how much we have to think about things. Did you just know mum and dad ain't croaking down to their level and putting sunglasses on <laughs> yeah. every time? God, that would have been chaos if I had to do that. I always have my sunglasses on outside. I play that every mm. two minutes. I just need someone to call you out there because it's so easy to forget because mm. you don't do it. It's such a valid room. point though, isn't it? Like, but it's like when you, when you had the masks and things, you can't see mm-hmm. this person's expression. So if you think about it, when your sunglasses are on your eyes, you can't really see the... Out. Yeah, it's blocking out your, how your eyes and look. And the eyes are the window to the yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had a couple of queries from people talking about how they feel like they're constantly getting sick working in early years and if there's anything that they can do to avoid that. Which is a tricky one, but any recommendations, guys? Take more vitamins. <laughs> I used to have, you know, them ones that dissolve in water. Do they taste nice? No, no not all, no. but in my mind... I was protecting myself. Yeah. I feel like though, as you work with children more, your immune system does get slightly better. You get stronger. So when you do start working with children, you are sick all the time. Mm -hmm. But then when you do work there for a few years, you do get a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. And it sounds so cheesy and a little bit patronising to say, but because of the long hours you work and don't really get a chance to look after yourself, most of those hours Mm -hmm. is taking care of yourself when you're not at work. And we all deserve takeaway, but maybe not five nights a week like mm. trying to eat healthily and yeah. sleep again we work rubbish hours in nursery so it's really hard to do but sleep is the mm. best thing you can do for your body just like a good good day i say like what you say good mm-hmm. good healthy life but i did get told once about some tablets that are meant to like boost your immune system that you can buy in like holland and barrett's and stuff mm. like that but you can buy you can get the vitamins but i think it's just down to generally generally how your body your immune system is i guess like mm. luckily i never got the sickness bug but i used to have terrible fears of it mm-hmm. Like when it used to be going around because I used to have a phobia of six, I'd be like, I don't want this whatsoever. But you're going to get your coughs and sneezes, aren't you? But If you do get sick, you need to make sure that you actually take the time out to recover properly because all you're going to yeah. do is be <coughs> iller for longer if you're not giving your... Take a couple of days off work, it sucks. And the person on the end of the phone at nursery is probably going to be like, are you sure you can't come in? Or oh, I can't believe you're sick. Mm. But like, get over that because you've got to look after yourself. I think that's where it gets hard working in a nursery. You've got, you feel like you because the ratios you feel like you're letting down the rest of the team if you're not turning up but it's just going to make it worse in the long run isn't it if you keep going in when you're when you're ill so yeah like you say take that time off and if you think you're better take that in extra day yeah because whatever rules apply to the children should apply to the adults too so if it's 48 hours for the children it should be 48 hours for you too and i think sometimes that gets spent i've seen it on social media as well where they're asking what's the sickness policy for staff Mm -hmm. is it the same as for children because they want the staff back in the setting, but children are 48 hours, staff should be too. Yeah, but then in the long run, if you're getting staff in when they're still carrying the bug, they're yeah. going to pass it on to more staff, so then you're going to have more staff off. So if you can like nip it in the bud while some, one person's got it and not spreading it, and obviously the children will still be spreading it, but I think sometimes when you come back to work too early, one, you're not, you can't do your job properly until you're just spreading it even. But then there's a lot of pitfalls with this approach too mm-hmm. because a lot of the settings I worked at, unless you were off for, is it three days? You're not entitled to statutory sick yeah. pay. So actually some people mm-hmm. are twisting the rules because they've already taken one day out unpaid. You can't afford to do that. So it's, it's so hard to get mm-hmm. that balance, isn't it? It's just trying to look after yourself when you can. Another question we got was, how do you do snack time? Is it self-serve? Do the children get involved and cut the fruit for themselves? What does it look like? 
So where I've worked, there's been two types. It's all come down on a tray prepared. You just give the children their little bowl. And I worked at one setting where it was at like a certain time, but like what the children could do and prepare themselves, they would. Mm-hmm. So for example, the preschoolers, they'd be cutting up their own fruit or the toddlers, you know, the apple push you down things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the official term is, but they would do that themselves or they might butter their own toast. So as much as they can, they'd be involved. But again, it was always at a certain time. I've never done anything like rolling snack where the children just got up and help themselves oh, to a piece of fruit or anything we've done well i don't know how much of a rolling snack it is but we'd start snack time at a certain time and they could just come up for the next like half an hour if they wanted to start like and if they didn't want snack we didn't force them to sit down and say like you've got a bowl and that was just we had it all prepared like the fruit in the bowl for us but we dish it out as and when to the children and they could just take as much as they wanted give them a certain amount but if there was some left at the end we'd shout there's some snack left and, and get some more and they'd have choice over it and breadsticks and whatnot and they'd sometimes do their own cream cheese um, yeah well i worked in preschool so it was very independent like yeah. self-serve they used to cut their own fruit butter their own bread they used to it was like they said it would come at 10 o'clock and it'd be out for 20 25 minutes and then it could just it was like set up on a table and there was always a staff monitor in it it wasn't just left mm-hmm. And like we used to teach them how to like pour the milk out the jug yeah. and things like that. So yeah, they used to, if they didn't want it, they didn't want it. If they did, they did. And then if there was any sort of left at the end, once we'd made sure everybody who wanted snack had had snack, they could come and get a bit more. What about when it came to meals? Did you do like self-serve in, in then? In preschool, they did self-serve. So say if it was like curry and rice, there'd be rice in one bowl and curry yeah. in one. In, I mean, it'd take ages because you'd go around each child and they'd scoop out their own. I mean, there's ones that would put like five scoops of rice and one tiny scoop of like curry on just someone would monitor it but in toddlers we used to serve it up for them and then if they finished they had seconds if they didn't yeah i've never done like any kind of self-serving in baby room because i don't know how that would work but you would start in toddlers but like you'd be doing the spoon mm-hmm. to get there yeah. or your hand to be able to we tried it in toddlers and it was just chaos so and we, you've got sleeps as well so we, you're there for ages you'd have to start lunch so early yeah. because you want you putting them down for their naps at 12 so if you started doing self-serve for 20 toddlers it would take a very long time yeah well we have like three tables so each table would have bowl of rice bowl of curry only spoons and they just scoop it onto the plate themselves obviously we'd watch them <laughs> i'm um, guessing pudding wasn't self-serve oh our preschoolers they we had yogurts and they'd be like i want a pink one <laughs> yeah and i used to try and encourage the toddlers to open the yogurt themselves so i just put a yog- the yogurt down but then it wasn't like yeah i feel like you have to be consistent with it so like some staff had already part open it for them mm-hmm. and yeah so again pudding never ever done it as self-serve like if it was yogurt you got a pot of yogurt mm-hmm. or you got like your slice of brownie because can you imagine the difference you have brownies yeah, did you never have like cake? Never, never had cake or anything like that. Oh, we did. We had loads. We had like... No, nothing like that. Yeah. and all sorts. Yeah, so, yeah, they would have like, for one pudding a day, whether it was lunch or dinner, they'd have like a sweeter pudding, and then mm. the other one would be like yoghurt or fruit. Oh, no, ours was yoghurt at lunchtime, fruit at tea. The chef in my nursery used to make the most lovely sponge cake, mm. and then you'd just be there like... No, but that's why I'm glad we didn't have stuff like that because I would definitely be saying to the chef, keep it. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool chat room. If you want to contact us and share any of your own problems or queries, you can get us on a multitude of social medias, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook groups. If you've got it, we're probably on it. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.